Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales High Insights, a podcast conversation or conversation, as I like to call it, that provides you the 2020 vision of hindsight to all things sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurial ventures. So if you like what you hear and could use some one-on-one help in your own corner of the world, then send me a note to patrick at pklistmarketing.com and let's see what the free consultation reveals for you. For right now, I invite you to join me and my high-powered guests as we podversate for your sales and business growth. Okay, thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Our continuing conversations are designed to help sales make sense, small business make sense, leadership makes sense, management makes sense, and in some cases, we even make life make sense. The spirit of Sales Hindsights is to have some great conversations with industry leaders in their respective areas for the last 20 to 30 years. Many of them are friends of mine, and I'm grateful to have them in my circle of influence. Our mission is to assist on several levels and with several topics. Now, after listening, you might decide you need some one-on-one help in your own corner of the world. So we made that easy for you. Just go to the podcast description, click on the support show link, and see how you can get more for what fits your specific needs. And while you're there, don't forget to click the Instacart link in the show description and see how Instacart can simplify your life and bring online shopping to a whole new level of satisfaction and savings. And now, on to our podcast. And we have an extra special guest to me today. Joining me today is Sonia Kagan, my wife. And she spent uh, over 12 years uh, as a teacher she teaches English and language arts, and this last year in particular, she, I think, gained a great perspective on our topic today, perseverance. And perseverance definitely applies to sales and leadership and management, but to have a frontline worker, someone who's been a teacher, and go through the many changes and demands that the pandemic placed on, on the world that a teacher lives within, uh, I think I think perseverance is is a topic that she's going to open a lot of our eyes to. The definition of perseverance is a steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, or a state, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. And Sonia, I think you could agree that uh, you're a very positive person. You take a very positive approach, and last year tested your your uh, determination it put you in difficult situations faced obstacles you probably never planned for and left you many days feeling very discouraged tell me a little bit about what you went through last year and maybe compare it to years where there wasn't a pandemic yeah yeah it definitely was a test for sure um yeah last year i think you know i experienced what a lot of other people have experienced um through throughout the pandemic and and uh, and if there was anything that was um, constant, it's it was change. Um, we started a week before the school year to begin. Um, we were supposed to go back, the teachers um, and the students, and there would be an online academy. And a week before we were to begin, we got a message or a letter basically telling us that, no, everybody would be begin remotely. The teachers would go in um, and the students would um, be remote. And so then that changed again. Uh, We got into the building and somebody on my team tested positive for COVID and we happened to have uh, had a team meeting that day. So we were quarantined for 14 days and met our students online. 
we went back into the building, um, I would say for about a month and the building was quarantined. And then we went back again um, and um, they said they were going to bring the students back. It was about mid-October at this point. And they brought the kids in and what they called a hybrid plan. They had an A group of students and then a B group of students. And they came on two days and the other group came on another two days and they weren't consistent. Like one kid, one group would be Monday, Thursdays and the others would be Tuesday, Fridays. And then Wednesdays was a plan day. So, um, that was kind of crazy. And then, um, they had to close the entire district down. I guess the numbers were getting, getting up there. So then we all went remote until after January. And then we came back, um, all together, no AB days anymore, just all together, um, in the end of January and just kind of played it by ear and just did the best we could trying to do the whole social distancing, but everything changed every day. Um, from the expectations that they had for um, the teachers to the expectations that they had from the students. Um, my, my class that I teach is an 80 minute class. And it started with kind of like, yeah, you'll teach for maybe 40 of those minutes and then you'll just there for the kids for 40 minutes. But it's kind of hard to do that, to just sit there for 40 minutes and then the kids just want to leave. Um, furthermore, it's, it was virtually impossible to teach a whole curriculum in that amount of time anyway, plus give the kids work time because homework was not allowed. We weren't allowed to give any additional work. So let me ask you, um, it, it, what I'm hearing immediately is a tremendous amount of change and inconsistent direction with the, the goal being we're going to educate the kids and keep our teachers on track. But it sounds like it could be confusing and, and discouraging because it, from what I know, normal circumstances would be, here's the curriculum, now go teach it. And there aren't a lot of deviations from that during the year. Is that pretty much right for what a teacher would face? Yeah, I mean, we we do our own lesson planning, but not this year. This year, pretty much, we, we taught a curriculum that was planned out for us just because um, they, they were afraid that um, if students were quarantined, um, that they would lose out so they could technically do it without a teacher mm -hmm. everything was set up that way to just kind of listen to the lesson in a worst case scenario so we were actually kind of teaching a new curriculum ourselves and this was was this something that you um had time to plan for and train for or was it basically changes that would happen in a very impromptu or immediate type of setting oh it was literally immediate i mean I, you know, I would get a, my, my principal would walk into the classroom at the end of the day. And the first time we were quarantined, they said, y'all need to pack up and get your stuff out of here. You're going to be quarantined for 14 days. Someone tested positive on your team. And I was like, okay, well, I need a minute. I got to grab my materials. I got to make sure I have everything so I can teach from home for the next 14 days. Yes, everything changed on a dime literally all the time. Um, my students felt it. We felt it. They were frustrated. Um, this was a whole new way for me to assess my students, teach my students, check for learning. Um, it was just uh, behaviors that you wouldn't ever have to deal with. Uh, it was just different. And when people say they were unprecedented, yes, they were. When people say you had to pivot, yes, you did. Um, and I think it's a little different um, in terms of, you know, you my my thing was, you know, I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, I just don't want to do this today. This is just horrible. 
And I had to keep in the back of my mind what was more important than the than what I was feeling at that moment. And it really was my students. I knew that they they felt the same way I did. They didn't want to show up, and yet they did. And so I was going to show up for them. And I was going to do my best to kind of get through everything that I can get through. Well, I give you credit, and I asked the question because there's a tremendous parallel to the sales world um, and everybody that was in sales or was in a purchasing capacity or work going to an office and commuting to a train, that all changed and the rules kept changing, but they, they stabilized very quickly. You got used to working from home, doing Zoom meetings, and it sounds like uh, your, your lesson plan, your game plan would change every single day, all the time. Again, the idea is keep the kids trained. This train is moving. We can't stop it, but we've got to find a way to make it work. And I, if I worked in sales where every day I had to learn a new product, sell to a new client base, have a new territory, have a different quota, have a different boss, have a set of uh, shareholders, your parents are your shareholders, complaining and objecting, I think I'd get pretty discouraged. And I'm curious to know not that you did it and really not how you did it, but how did you keep from just going crazy and saying, I give up? That's where, you know, you can use your resources. So um, our district was what you might say primed for a situation like this. Um, I would say probably four or five years ago, the district undertook a training session with Sean Acor, who um, is a positive psychologist and wrote the book, The Happiness Advantage. And um, we were all given a copy of the book and um, basically um, it's basically how in the worst case situation or in the worst of times how to persevere really and how to live your life not that you're smiling and happy all the time but basically that you're content with the stuff that you're doing in your day-to-day life and regardless of the circumstances around you so the world could be crumbling down um, but yet you could still persevere by following these principles and um, we were trained by uh, Sean Akers people and then I was um, one of the the building reps me and another teacher, and then I went back and I trained, helped train um, the teaching staff in my building. And then we, the following year, read his book called Big Potential and did the same thing. I read the book, I went through the training, and I went back and I, I trained the staff in my building. But basically what it taught me was, um, you know, when things get tough, you know, where where's your toolbox? What What's in your toolbox and what can you pull out to help you get through it? And I think that's key for anybody in any situation. Well, you work in teams a lot. I know that. And so, you know, the whole idea of misery loves company and discouragement and negative, man, it's contagious. And it's really fast contagious. It's faster spreading than cavities. And I wonder uh, how that preparation, that toolbox that you had uh, helped when you have other people around you feeling equally or greater discouragement not only from their work situation, but everyone has a personal life. There's things going on in your personal life. There's health risks with a pandemic. How does the group dynamic, because we all have to work in groups nowadays, how does that group dynamic either change or become stronger based on that outside resource training that you received? Yeah, that's a great question because it did happen quite often that people would feel that pressure and that strain. And we, we meet every single day as a team and we had to meet via Zoom. Um, what we did was we put on those rose colored glasses that Sean Aker does talk about. Um, because so, so often we're always looking for the negative, but you have to force yourself to find something positive. 
Um, and one of the things we said was, hey, when we're on Zoom during our team meetings, at least we can eat. If we were meeting in person, we'd have to wear masks and no eating. Um, little things like that that help you get through it or to take three minutes before the meeting starts and just to pick, um, I would pick any topic and we would discuss something that maybe happened that day or maybe something that we did that weekend. Something that kind of took us off the subject of being a teacher for just a small amount of time, set a timer, go, and everybody gets to say a little something. Um, and that relieved a lot of the stress and the pressure. Sometimes we would do the fun 15, never took 15 minutes, but it was called fun 15, but basically get up, get out of the classroom, go outside, even if it was freezing cold and just go for a walk around the building and talk about our weekends or something different. Um, these were things that helped alleviate a lot of the pressure, but also made people then kind of relax a little and realize, hey, we're all in this together and we'll, we'll support each other and we'll get through this. Well, I think that's good. We, we had a podcast recently about um, burnout and we talk about the two choices in when someone is, is experiencing the state of burnout. The first choice, which everybody can get to really quickly is I quit. This really, really is a bad situation. I don't like it. Let's quit. The other option is, can I make it work? And we try to give uh, some tips that you could carry in your pocket all week. And when you face something discouraging, you pull it out of your pocket and you rely on it. And it sounds like some of the best practices that you used were things like, let's share best practices, let's find, let's count our blessings, let's get through this because we have to get through it because this will change and this is our job and complaining about it's gonna get us nowhere. Um, so I think, that, I think that it isn't in your training that perseverance is gonna be part of it and it wasn't something you could foresee, but your district knew that in good times you could be better and in bad times this could give you strength. And you know, my hat is off to you and, and the whole team for for leaning on someone as, as a valuable resource like Sean Akers, um, because I know that it's not something you could have planned for and, and could have expected. Um, now that things are settling down, do you think, I mean, we're defining this conversation as, as being person, you know, having persistence and perseverance. Do you see that carrying through in coming out of the, the pandemic? Do you see having to rely on that as strongly? And if so, what are the things that you would pull with you in this next chapter of post-pandemic? Yeah, I mean, you know, usually when you go through something as challenging as a lot of people have this past year, um, you have, especially with your team, you come out kind of stronger and more bonded. Uh, at least that's what I feel like my team did. Um, we became, we were always high functioning, but I feel like we became a lot more high functioning, if that's even possible. Um, and I feel like going into this school year, you know, um, right off the bat, everybody's like, this is going to seem like a breeze compared to what we went through last year. Even knowing that our students have lost probably a third or more of their learning, um, that probably they're going to be really far behind and we're going to have to slow the pace of everything. Um, but that, despite that fact, just to, um, just to have the perspective of saying, yeah, but it could be, and it was a lot worse. Um, and it can only go up from here. And you hear these sayings because they really do um, resonate with people. That's why we say things like that to begin with. But yeah, I think for sure we've learned a lot. And um, no, nobody could have, like you said, foreseen that we would be using the stuff that we used um, from the Happiness Advantage. I mean, we used it a lot for a lot of other things, but times were good and the students were doing great and the district was growing and our students were performing and everything's wonderful. Um, but 
the one underlying thing is when things aren't going so great, when things really take a turn for worse, that's when you have to apply the principles and um, pull out that toolbox. And if you if you don't, you know, then basically you wasted your time in that training. You really didn't learn anything. And that's that is the absolute lesson I pull from this, and that I think every profession. Uh, I operate in the world of sales, sales management, uh, executive leadership, turning businesses around, and that's the lesson I pull out: is that you you have to have a plan for the worst while you hope for the best. And you go back to my definition of what perseverance is, not my definition, dictionary.com, but a steady persistence in some course of action, especially and in spite of difficulties, obstacles, and discouragement. And I don't know of another profession as discouraging besides frontline healthcare as teaching. And I saw you go through it. And I, I, I guess my question becomes, what makes you want to go back? Some folks, this taps them out. They got through last year. They did it. And that's enough. What keeps you coming back? Yeah, I mean, the, the field did definitely um, get a lot of people retired, decide this wasn't for them. Um, not, I don't know people personally that have, um, but I'm sure, and I've, I've heard in the news. But yeah, I guess what keeps me coming back is, no, okay, you know, we saw we saw the worst of it that we thought was the worst of it. Um, and, and we came through and we came out okay. And we got to watch, I teach eighth graders. We got to actually walk for graduation outside and the kids got to be there and their families were there. And, um, it was a very emotional moment because, um, the kids have gone through a tremendous experience. I know they'll never forget. And, um, the teachers did as well. So I think that, you know, looking back and looking for, looking ahead, we're like, all right, well, we've already seen the belly of the beast. You know, now we, and, and we conquered it. And now it's time to move forward and start the next chapter. Where do we go from here? Well, and I've not only spoken to you, but other folks in, in your uh, in your district, in your school, other schools within your district. And I think I, I see the same theme. And also in, when, I, when I talk to folks in, in corporate America, everybody lost something. We lost a step, we lost a customer, we lost a business, we closed, we couldn't stay open. Sales are down. That type of environment is out there still. And the healing uh, is difficult. And there is some pain in the healing. Um, but there is healing. And I think I think what happens is uh, when I when I talk to you and I talk to the other folks that, that are around you in your school and within your school district, uh, what the, the theme that I hear is, um, you know, a thought that we've, we've faced this before. We can face whatever comes our way. It may be worse, it may not be as bad, but we've done it and we'll do it again. Some schools aren't as prepared as yours. And, and you know, in, in, in a real sense, you know, perseverance through a difficult time in a work situation is a microcosm of life. And you have to decide in your life, it's going to be the best life you can live. What I hear that, that your school did, maybe accidentally, was prepare for this before they ever knew this was ever gonna happen with this outside training. And I think that outside training is such a valuable resource. That's why I'm so committed to this sales hindsights uh, platform, because knowing what I know now, knowing what all of my guests know now from life, what what insights, what information, what tidbits can we lend to that next generation? Because we have to go on uh, and we can't get discouraged. And you know, my favorite saying is, discouragement is the mother of failure and failure is the bastard child of excuses. Teachers didn't get the option to give an excuse. Teachers didn't get a timeout. 
Schools didn't get a timeout. Students didn't get a timeout. Parents who had students didn't get a timeout. So my hat off, and my hats off to everybody who did persevere. Sonia, it's been great at least hearing from you and what you and your team and your school district did to persevere. Um, I, I, I really think that this applies in many lessons in business. Um, and I would encourage every one of our listeners, if you want to grow in your own world, you want to work on perseverance, you want to get through tough times, you're looking for some confidential help, I would encourage you to go to our show notes, support the show, look for the extras that you can get for yourself, see how you can get a better fit for yourself and turn your own situation around. And add, as an added benefit uh, to today's guest, I'm going to add to our show notes the uh, TED Talk from Sean Akers. It's phenomenal. And if it does nothing else, it should encourage you that you should get outside help for the little things because down the road, they may be the help you need for the big things. Please like, share, and follow our show. And thank you again for joining us. Sonia, thanks for the insights. Thanks for having me. So that's a wrap for now. And I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. I look forward to hearing from you soon. I know better can be yours. Just send me a request, patrick at pklistmarketing.com. And let's take the first step toward better days together. We're confidential, customized, and we'll set a course to redirect your energies and your results. To close, I'm going to leave you with the words from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flats. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to be.